welcome to Unbroken. I'm Alexandra Amore. I'm an author, a coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including letting go of unwanted habits. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary video series, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Gabby Pritz, welcome to Unbroken. Hi, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you. It's so great to have you here. So let's begin. Why don't you tell us about a little bit about your journey, your background, and how you came across the three principles? So um, my background, you know, you can go in so many ways as far as someone's background is concerned. But uh, I guess for the for the purpose of this podcast and the people maybe listening to it, uh, my background is um, just, uh, I guess, your your typical um, child that grew up with um, a certain set of ideas of how things should be and um, coming to realize that sometimes and a lot of times uh, things aren't the way that you thought they were going to be and um, just trying to figure it it all out. So um, just to get a little bit more um, into it, I guess, is, is uh, uh, you know, I grew up in a not so typical um, home. Uh, I grew up with a couple of aunts. My mom was there and a couple of brothers. Uh, my mom remarried eventually, and uh, there was a lot of step siblings, and um, that didn't work out too well. So I went back with my aunts and uh, was raised by them. My mom was still in the picture, but not I, she wasn't living with me. So at an early age, I didn't have her, but I did. I did have a lot of love. I will say that. So I still had my brothers. I had my my aunts, and um, growing up. Um, Roman Catholic, practicing Roman Catholic, um, there was a lot of rule and and uh, regulation involved in the in the home, and so um, things were the way they needed to be because that's the way things were, and you don't question things. Well, I questioned a lot of things early on, and I challenged my uh, <laughs> I challenged my adults, I challenged ideas. I challenged um, everything. I was the kid as to, uh, I was a kid that always asked why and would not stop asking why. So um, eventually um, still having that in me, that innate um, regulated way of being, um, I always strive to do the best. I always wanted to do the best. I always wanted to um, be as perfect as possible um, and always falling short because once you reach that, that perfection, you know, you always want more, you want something different and you just, you just continue to fall short. So, um, and early on, um, just, I, I always got uh, praised for, uh, being a pretty girl and just, um, just being good at, um, sports and just, you know, so those are the things that I focused on. Okay. So, if someone doesn't say that, you know, uh, I'm pretty or someone doesn't say that I did well in this particular um, game or whatever, 
you know, I felt bad. And I was, I was always looking at how I could better myself or what I did wrong and should have, could have, would have. And, you know, so that morphed into just trying to be perfect. Like, like I just mentioned just all the time. And so um, one of the ways that I could be perfect and for me, perfect also dealt with controlling things. And one of the ways that I could be perfect was to control um, what I did with a rigid schedule and uh, including exercise and, um, and what I ate. So um, that led to a lot of disordered eating and you can find my story on my, my website, gabbyprits.com. And um, so, you know, that just, um, that just unraveled and uh, just began a journey of how to, how to uh, eat perfect, how to do things, how to have a perfect schedule, how to be perfectly organized. So um, that was, that was my jam. That's what I, that's what I did day in and day out. I woke up, you know, um, what is my schedule like? What am I going to eat? You know, that, that type of thing. And, you know, and it's like rinse, repeat and do again. So um, I got tired. I got Mm. just, I just got worn out and just, I just got so tired. I, I just, and I just did not know what to do not to be tired. And then there was times I was tired and oh, I was just dragging. And then I would kind of get a second win and I was okay for a while. And then I would just get tired again. And then, um, you know, and I, life is just happening while I'm trying, I'm trying to control this. And, you know, I'm going through, um, I went through a divorce. I went through, uh, you know, uh, that was tumultuous. Um, I was, um, you know, a single mom for a while that, um, I had financial hardships. So all of this was going on and I was still in my brain thinking, what am I going to eat? What's my schedule look like? What am I going to do for exercise? You know, how many calories? But that was at the forefront and all these, you know, like buildings were burning like around me and things like that. And and, uh, and I was like, this is just weird. And why am I like this? And then, you know, it's just... uh, Things were just out of control. So I had uh, I had a lot of disorder and I had what I called disordered eating and uh, for a, a good while. And that and to be honest with you, that didn't happen until um, adulthood. And like, I guess I must have been in my 30s or something, maybe my 40s. I don't even remember. I There was always a tinge of it or a theme of the disordered eating, but not really. But it really manifested itself like later in life for me not your typical teenage um eating disordered girl you know so then I'm like man I can't even do that right you know I can't even have like disordered eating at the right age like what's wrong with me it was just it was just a constant just beating myself up about this that and the other and it just uh uh, that that was just my in in a nutshell. That's just been my journey. Like there's no one specific thing. I've just always continuously beat myself up. I don't know if um if I'm resonating with too many people. I know I must be with some. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I know I'm not the only one. But 
I don't know if there's anything specific that you wanted me to um, talk about. Well, I thought it, I think it's always think it's so interesting. Like you, you were doing this behavior, the sort of controlling your schedule, controlling your food in order to be safe, I guess would be a good way to encapsulate it. And then there is a part of you that's aware that there's another way to experience life. And that, that awareness is just innate within you. You know, you, Mm -hmm. the word you used was, this is weird, you know? So there's part of you that just knows that there's another, perhaps more free way to go about living your life. I think that's fascinating. Yes. So, um, so that is, um, that is so true from even as a child and questioning why. Mm. So even from that point in time, just questioning why already at that point in time, I knew something that um, didn't make what something wasn't necessarily true for others. That was true for me. Mm-hmm. So, I questioned why. So right there, you know, that I was bucking the, you know, is this true? Why is this true? Or, or what's going on? I was curious mm-hmm. at a young age. And that curiosity did stay with me. throughout. And then I became aware of the curiosity. I became aware of that curiosity. And I became aware that that curiosity is my friend. Mm. And that there is... Um, and, and I mean, by what I mean by friend is that that curiosity is a safe place. It's not, it's not a bad place. So, um, back in, let's see. So controlling my eating and my exercise, you know, I was always, um, I did group fitness classes. I taught group fitness classes at one point in time in my life. Um, I was always a gym rat most of my life. Um, so I always came across ladies that were asking me, Hey, have you heard about this diet or what do you do for this? And what they were asking me for my opinion or my advice and this, that, and the other. So I would always try like the fad diets just to see how I would do. And, you know, and naturally I would fast. Um, you know, I was just, I just got into, like I said, a very rigid schedule. So I like planning my meals and then I would just, I would just, uh, I would just fast until, the next point in time of my day that I could eat. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, I was going to eat at this time. If I was hungry, not hungry, whatever, you know, it was at this time. So um, the keto diet, uh, and I don't mean to, I, I shouldn't even say keto diet, the, a diet, whatever, you know, an idea, any, it could be any diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came along and I was like, yeah, I think I could do this one because it, I naturally fast and, you know, it fits right into my lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. So I um, got into the keto diet and started looking at people who uh, did this diet. I became part of a group and mind you, at this time I was plant-based. So with the keto diet, um, if some of you are familiar with it, it's all like, uh, you, it's all animal fat and mostly animal fat and animal protein and, and so I wasn't eating any animal at all uh, at that point in time. And I was plant-based because of health reasons and um, not a vegan. But anyway, so um, there wasn't really too much option for me to eat. So I ended up losing a lot, a lot of weight where um, 
there was a big concern in my family where they intervened and um, they said, you know, some you need to you need to stop. And mind you, before th- that point in time, I had already been in therapy a few years before to gain some weight. Um, I was in an outpatient at a rehab center, and I, I did that for a couple of months. And I did gain I did gain some weight, and then I just lost it again because I just went back to what I was used to doing. And so, uh, and I'll touch, I'll touch on that because in that rehab center, I did meet a therapist who was very, um, I should say new age for lack of a better word. He tried therapy that were, he tried therapy that was non-traditional. And he did Byron Katie um, from Eckhart Tolle. He recommended a lot of of people that, authors that uh that come from this understanding and he was just short of sydney banks you know what i mean mm. and so um anyway um so that happened right before the whole when i really lost a lot of weight and uh, there was a family and there was a family intervention and so um i realized i was just very weak and i realized my family really really was there was a big concern there and um i just wanted to um I wanted to live, you know, I was like, I just, this is dumb, you know, like this is, I, I, I can't be doing this. And that's when I started to really realize like, like I've got this programming going on over here, but then I have something over here telling me, no, you want to live. So you need to stop that programming over there. You need to get with another program or you, something needs to shift. Something needs to be different. Well, it was this, this girl that I was following who did the keto diet and she kind of had a breakdown and she said, I'm done. (laughs) And so I was like, and she had this one guest on her show where she, the guest talked about uh, binging and uh, it's normal to binge. And I was wait, I was like, wait, what? It's normal to binge. Wait, what? Like she was talking about how you can binge and it's okay. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's your body's perfectly um, built for binging. Like it, you can do it. And uh, and I was just so confused. I was just, I was like, okay, I'm trying to gain weight. I don't want to be binging. Although I do want to binge because I did have binging tendencies. I did have uh, bulimic type of tendencies, whether it was I would overeat and uh, I would exercise it off or I would throw it up off or whatever, you know, both, you know, I was just like, and then, or I would just starve it off, you know, so I was just all over the spectrum of the disordered eating. So I was like, this is no, that's not true. And so I'm like, but wait a minute, she's saying that it is true. So then maybe it is. And so my, you know, that little girl with the curiosity as to why, why is she saying this? And why is this, why might this be true? So I started um, following her and through her, I listened to one of her podcasts where she had um, Dr. Amy Johnson, a little school of big change. And she wrote the little school, the little book of big change. And so um, I bought her book. I didn't really get it. I was like, okay, whatever. But, but I really understood her, um, her, I think she, her, on her website, she has some videos as to an introduction and she touches on the three principles a bit. So the three principles I kind of came to on a back end from Dr. Amy Johnson. I really haven't gotten too involved with three principles, but I do know, you know, it's thought, mind, and consciousness. It's all the same. It's all the same understanding. 
So it was through um, the Little School of Big Change. In that program, I enrolled in maybe 2017, I think it was. I enrolled in the program. I did the six-week course. And then I really understood Oh my gosh, there is so much that this is like, uh, I was so right when I was a little girl, Mm. when I was a kid, I was just so spot on. I was so curious and I asked why, and I took things very light and I just took things as they were. And it just brought me full circle back to when I was a kid and I've, and I've kind of pretty much not every single moment of every single day, but I've pretty much kind of been that way. I've had that already. And that curiosity, like I said, has just been a place where I just, uh, I find, I find to be safe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm back, I'm back home. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Home. So, um, I don't know if that answers the question that was, uh, <laughs> that was <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's just questioning. It's questioning things. And if you question something, it might not be true. Mm-hmm. And it probably, you know, and what is true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I did a lot of that with uh, when I was in therapy, when I was in the outpatient therapy. Um, we did Byron Katie, uh, Byron Katie's work. So we would pull out the worksheets and everything unbeknownst to me what I was doing I was going through the motions and I was understanding it but now later on I can go back to it and I can say oh wow like now I I I just see it so differently you know it's like it's it's like uh what's the saying that um nothing's changed but everything's different I think Mm -hmm. it's great so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and so as you gradually began to to lean into your curiosity mm-hmm. and um how and when you were enrolled in the little school of big change how did is there anything you can point to that you started to see that you hadn't seen clearly before um well, I, as an adult, I had, um, it, it's like layers of just uh, uh, different filters just mucked up what I had already been seeing as a kid mm. is uh, just being aware, the awareness of where my, my mind goes and where my thoughts go. And that's just perfectly natural to have uh, different types of thoughts and to have different thinking and just to, uh, and just to question things. It's perfectly natural. It was the conditioning. It was a conditioning that I had of uh, things had to be a certain way, you know, um, because I already had a a few strikes quote unquote against me. uh, You know, you, uh, you, coming from, I guess, somewhat of a broken family. I really don't want to say broken family because like I said, I had a lot of love growing up, but, you know, I didn't have the traditional mom and dad and I had my aunts and I had my brothers and, you know, that was it. And, you know, we were just kind of 
making our way and 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 doing what we need to do. My aunts did uh, have a lot of structure around how things should be and how things should go. So that's what I I went by, you know, and um you know, good girls do this and you know, I need to um be proper about things and and just um you know, it just just try to be as perfect as as I could with anything and everything I could came my way. Mhm. Um, that I just had a lot of filter, like I said, that mucked up, um, my natural state, my natural curiosity and that awareness of, Hey, it's okay to have, to be different and to have different thoughts. And, you know, life is not going to be, um, so perfect. Um, or what you think would you consider to be perfect? So like, what is perfection? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What is perfect? Yeah. Yeah. Angus and Rohini Ross um, use the term rewilding, you know, bringing something back to its natural state. And yeah, that's, I'm being reminded of that as you speak. Yes. I love that. I did listen to their podcast. I don't think they've, I don't know. They're still doing the rewilding podcast. I'm not too sure, but um, yeah, I'm not sure. I did. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed them. And I've been on a phone call with Rohini and she's wonderful. And yes, just being in that natural state, because that's all there really is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple, 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 simple. Mm-hmm. And we just tend to, we tend to pick up that simplicity and we tend to run with it and try to go somewhere with it. And it's like, no, you know, yeah. And yeah. what's fun now, I have to say, is that um, when I do have thoughts that run wild and then just go off, I can come back and say, wow, wasn't that wild? That That's just crazy. That was just like, wow. It's kind of like, you know, when you've had a, um, a night where you've had these, you wake up and you remember, you're remembering your dreams and like random people have come and popped into your, your dreams. And, and then you wake up and you're like, wow, that was weird. Like, why did, you know, why, why did that happen? It's this, I consider my daydreaming the same thing as my night dreaming. My thoughts is the same thing as my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's the way I, I see them now. I see them as, as just, um, you know, running, running wild and just being okay with it and just coming back and saying, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I loved what you said about how you had filters, you know, mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. over the, the innately well and you know wild part of yourself and I just see this little stack of dirty Mm -hmm. filters and you kind of pulling them back one at a time yeah I love that visual and it was just and all that thinking I guess about is what the filters are about trying to be perfect and trying to control everything in a way yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and you know if you, you want to put a filter on and you there's nothing wrong. Filters are like a tool. See so your thoughts and your mind, uh, and what I consider, I don't, when I say mind, I don't, I don't mean it as like universal mind. Like I think the three principles is, you know, universal mind is, is like the isness. But for me, the mind is, I can kind of consider like the thought, I guess a, a little mind or something, you know, these thoughts are like filters. You can put in a filter and if, if it's a tool that you can use, great, use it, have fun with it you know, and then you know that you can take it out, throw it away. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, if it kind of lingers and stays, just know that it's it's a remnant and it's gonna it's eventually gonna fall off on its own. Mm-hmm. That that filter that is some people equate it to clouds going by or the weather going by, it's gonna go. It's gonna, you know. And then you've got some filters that you put on, you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable, or I I don't like this. I don't want to be here. I don't like it. And you know, and talk about sometimes um, these thoughts, these filters can manifest themselves physically. And boy, do you feel them. I mean, like, boy, do you feel them. It feels like a, a, like a tornado or, uh, or a major hurricane is going on and you just, you can feel it physically, physiologically in your body. And I've gone through, um, some since last year I've had quite a few surgeries some were planned and some were not planned and um having um discomfort physically and some people call it pain and yes I mean some things were very painful some were very uncomfortable uh either way um I just knew that I knew that these were things that were that my body had to go through and that eventually they were going to dissipate. And if they didn't dissipate, then, you know, I, I knew that I, my, my body was going to take care of itself in a sense, in the sense of I was going to end up getting more help with this problem, or, you know, it, they were going to go, they were going to go on their own type of thing. I you know, I don't know how else to explain it, mm-hmm. but to kind of lean into it and to, to be with it you know, and to uh, continue. That's the physical pain that I had. And uh, the thoughts are the same way too, I think, um, is that you you kind of lean into them if you can and they, they continue to go and uh, sometimes it, they get lost and sometimes they come back and, you know, they get you, they get you, they get you and then they go away. Yeah, very fickle. The mind yes. is very fickle. Very yes. difficult. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And so when you finished the little school of big change, then you were drawn into the facilitator training with Amy Johnson. Yes. So I went to the school of little big change and uh, I was a wallflower. I didn't really partic- actively participate in the conversations. There were so many of us. Uh, I wasn't the only one, but um, I remember um, right before we would have the group calls, I would I would get ready and I would do my hair and this, that, and the other. And I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll say something, you know, and then I would just say anything. And so um, finally I kind of, I, I started speaking up a little bit. And then um, sometimes I find myself like in this conversation I'm having with you right now, sometimes I find myself word tripping and not knowing like, well, how do I say this? Or I, I really want them to understand this, but you know what? I mean, the person hearing is going to, get whatever they get out of what you say. That's not on, that's not on the person speaking. So um, I just, I I just said, you know, I really want to try to express myself better with this understanding so I can tell my family and my friends about it. So uh, when I heard about Amy's um, coaching program, I decided to join. um, And I just thought this would just be a different um, perspective of what was going on in little school of big change besides the, the, the community group calls. So this is like a, 
it's like a spin-off community, right? The coaching community is a spin-off community of the graduate of the of the other community that we had going on. So it was more intimate. It was very um we had intensives, which I really enjoyed. And um I was starstruck with Dr. Johnson, with Amy Johnson. Uh, She's just so giving and um, just listening to her over and over, you know, in her group calls for a few years and then having her ear was just like, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, yes, I did the uh, course last year in 2022. And uh, I graduated in June. We had a gathering in Chicago, um, which I went to and got to meet the other, some other coaches live. And that was a treat. Uh, I don't have too many friends here. I don't have any friends physic- that are physically with me that have uh, that. Um, I shouldn't say have this understanding, but you know, where we talk about this understanding, it's usually friends that I like you know, now I consider you my friend. (laughs) So it's usually through Zoom or, you know, it's just online or on the phone. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, it's just, it was just really nice connecting with them live. So um, after the program, I decided to create an LLC and, um, you know, um, just put myself out there as a change coach, did a website and everything. Um, I've been doing free coaching and, um, and that's a given, uh, just to get to know people and to see if I'm a good fit for them. I do coaching. I have packages, things like that. I also do, um, you know, other types of coaching where I go out for walks with, with some people around here, um, especially like the elderly. Uh, I do, I help out with a program, uh, where we help with, um, it's a senior assistance program that helps with running errands for them and driving them to medical appointments and grocery shopping. So I get to know a lot of the seniors um, intimately and, and just, uh, you know, what's going on with them. And, and I get to practice a little coaching with them. So that it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you're working with someone who has experienced disordered eating uh, where where would you begin to if they've never heard of this understanding where would you begin to to try to introduce it to them I guess it depends on the person so that's kind of an unfair question but right no I I know I understand so and and right um right when you said it depends on the person it totally depends on um um where where they're where they're their mind is for lack of a better word at that point in time. Right. So uh, my job when, when I do any coaching with anyone, whether it's a senior or someone that's struggling, cause I, I did work with, um, with some that were, that were having issues with the eating disordered eating. It's just having a place to hold them. Mm. It's just having a place to say, Hey, okay. Tell me what was that binge? Tell me about the binge. And so that's the same place that I was held mm-hmm. when I started listening to um, Amy Johnson and, and um, the other girl's name, I think, was Stephanie Dobier. I'm not too sure. I think she's Canadian. Mm-hmm. And um, I think her program was called Beyond the Food or something like that. I know you have something similar, too, or you had a book or something like that. But Yeah. Uh, 
it's not about the food. Yeah. <laughs> not about the food. And hers was beyond the food. And I don't know, to be honest, I, I, have, I don't know if she's still around with her podcast now. But anyway, it was that place to hold and say, um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, and just be curious about, about them and what they're thinking and what they're going through and just holding them and saying, Hey, you know, like, let's, you know, let's explore this. Let's be curious about it. Let's question it. Is it true? Mm. You know, is this, is it really true? Is it really true that you're no good because you ate an extra donut? Mm -hmm. Or is it really true that you're not perfect because you had a whole large pizza by yourself? Is that true? And so just questioning and um, exploring themselves back to home. Mm -hmm. I call home and back to their pure essence and, um, and having that connection with them. Because I believe, I truly believe that we all have it in us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just a matter of uncovering it mm-hmm. it's not really so much it's not it's not a discovery you're not discovering it because it's not new it's there with you already you're just uncovering it mm-hmm. and we all have it there. we all have it in us it's that common thread and I find that that common thread with like people in this understanding like with you and with people in the little school of big change and you know Byron Katie's people, whatever, you know, I, I find it um, with people that have this understanding, three principles, et cetera. Um, those that come questioning and, and with grief and not knowing that they have it, I feel like I'm, I'm here to help them point the way to uncovering that in them. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. And that's just the best thing ever to see someone uncover it and say, oh my gosh, like, I, wow, <laughs> this was just all a story. Like they woke up from a dream, like, oh, wow. You know? Yeah. I don't know if you remember back in that was it the eighties that, oh, wait, you're in Canada. Well, you kind of must've gotten it. So there was that, um, that primetime show called Dallas. Yeah. Okay. So then the whole thing was like, for like the last couple of seasons, I think it was who shot Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Who shot Jr. And this guy, this guy, you know, was it this person? And they played out the scenarios and whatever. It was a big drama for a couple of seasons. And then at the end, what was it? It was a dream. It was somebody's dream, right? He had never, yes. he had never gotten shot. Yes. But it's yeah. just like... It, we're just so hard on ourselves. It's the same thing, it, I think, and you know, with our lives, it's like it's just a big dream, and we wake up. It's like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going back to your filter metaphor, it's sort of helping people. It seems to first see that the filters even exist. Mm-hmm. You know, when when we're not aware that they're even there, we think that what we're seeing and experiencing is real. And Mm -hmm. then, so when we even discover that, oh, there is, there's something there in front of my understanding, you know, this filter that's Mm -hmm. all dirty and then beginning to kind of pull them away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And even, yeah, begin pulling them away and even having fun with them. Mm -hmm. I can see that 
because I, you know, even though I don't, um, um, I, I still kind of, um, going back to the disordered eating, I still kind of eat the same in a sense, but mm-hmm. without any, um, I, you know, I like to eat. I like good food. I like to make my own food. Uh, um, I am picky, so to speak. I guess, you know, I don't like going to just any restaurant, you know, but that's just, and I don't, before I used to kind of tell myself, well, you should be able to just go into a restaurant and and eat like everybody else. Why not? And it's like, no, you know, I like to take care of myself and there's nothing wrong with that. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with, there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't want to eat that. Or, you know, I, um, you know, that was the thing trying to get over in my recovery, trying to be normal and eat like everybody else. And I just couldn't sometimes bring myself to do it. And then I would beat myself up for that. And it's like, no, well, that's okay. It's you, you're just trying, you're trying to take care of yourself and that's okay. So I'm not saying that that, um, gosh, I don't want to say uh, rigid eating is, you know, okay or, or not okay or whatever. I'm just trying to, what I'm trying to say is if that, if that filter, that tool is working for you, use it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Use it, but that's all it is. It's a tool. Yes. And I really like hearing too, that you're just giving yourself permission to be who you are. You know, you're letting the rules fall by the way, the rules, quote unquote, as though Mm -hmm. there's, you know, some right way to be, but yeah, Mm -hmm. just letting that fall away and doing what feels good to you. Right. The the rules are that there are no rules. Right. (laughs) That's, that's the rule. Mm -hmm. The rules are, is that there are no rules because what's working for me right now as uh, my body ages and as I change may not work for me later on. Mm-hmm. I was plant-based for six, seven years. Mm-hmm. No animal product or anything like that because uh, I was afraid that I was going to have um, a cardiac arrest or, you know, something was going to happen to me because I, it rented my family, high cholesterol, this and the other. So that's why I was plant-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, when I went to a different cardiologist and I started the keto diet that, you know, I started eating all this meat and my body went like haywire and this, that, and the other. And, and so, yeah, it's just, it's just my body reacting to what it is that I'm putting in it. And that's just the way I kind of, I kind of see it now. It's like, you know, what works right now may not work later on and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So as we're just about to wrap up here, is there anything else you'd like to share that we haven't touched on today? Um, there's always something to share. I think the the thing, if there um, if there is such a thing, right, to take away uh, from this conversation, is to always be curious and always question mm-hmm. and. Um, Always know that that if if it uh, if there's a question involved, it's probably not true. Mm. Mm. If there's a question involved, if there's curiosity involved, it's probably not true, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so great. Well, this mm-hmm. has been lovely, Gabby. Why don't you let uh, everyone know where they can find out more about you and your work? 
Sure. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my website is gabbypritz.com, G-A-B-B-Y-P-R-I-T-T-S.com. And uh, there, there's a, uh, there's a tab where you can send me an email and, or you can also get, you can schedule a conversation with me if you'd like. And it's always for free. And I love being in this conversation and this talk. I am a, uh, I do practice coaching, but like I said, I love being in this conversation with anyone, anytime. So if anything that I talked about today interests you, uh, if you want to talk more about the three principles, this understanding, um, the little school of big change, uh, the work by Byron Katie, you know, anything that has to do with uh, you being curious about whatever's going on with you, um, whatever habit or thought may be bothering you, I'd love to talk to you. And so you can definitely schedule something with me on my website. Perfect. Great. So I will put uh, a link in the show notes to your website so people can find that easily. And uh, thank you for being here with me today. It was lovely chatting with you. It was it was a true joy just chatting with you. I love talking about this stuff. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Me too. Take care, Gabby. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. If you'd like to connect, go to alexandraamore.com forward slash connect. I'll see you next time.